Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here are your hosts, Bob Lambert and Jennifer Villarreal. Welcome to Faith Marketplace. We're equipping entrepreneurs, small business owners, and creatives with resources and community to make kingdom impact and gain inspiration from marketplace leaders. Hi, and I'm Bob Lambert, the founding partner of the Samurai Business Group, where we help you put the wind back in your sails. We work with small mid-market companies and individuals to help them uh, boost their sales. And also we work with them for sales management. And I'm Jennifer Villarreal Reyes, founder of salesfromtheheart.com, which is customized business coaching for life and business with unshakable confidence. I help guide entrepreneurs, coaches, and creatives on how to gain clarity and direction in their business so they can fully step into their God-given calling, sell their products and services all from the heart, while making a powerful impact in the lives they are truly called to serve. And boy, we've got two special guests today. So fasten your seatbelts. We we got some gentlemen here today that have got uh, illustrious backgrounds. And then also how they really came to be working uh, in the marketplace for the Lord with a very special program. So I'd like to introduce first Angel Colazzo. He is the Regional Director of Corporate Chaplains of America. Uh, we've had uh, some folks on before with this, but it's been quite a while. And they've got some really exciting stuff that they want to talk to us about today. So Angel, let's start with you, buddy, because you've got uh, a very interesting background. And why don't you share with our audience a little bit of that background and then also kind of, you know, how you uh, how you came to the Lord? Sure, absolutely. Hey, thank you, Bob. Thank you for having us. It's such, such a privilege and an honor for us to be on, on here uh, on the radio time. Uh, yes, again, Angel Colazzo. And so I'm a native of Chicago and uh, I'm, a, I'm one of 12 siblings um, and uh, born in a Christian home. Came to know the Lord at about the age of 12 um, in the, uh, near Chicago. And uh, so that's how I started my Christian journey. Um, again, uh, being a native of Chicago, most of my life has, has been lived here in Chicago. And then I lived four years, six, actually six years in Puerto Rico. My father got a managerial uh, transfer to a company in Puerto Rico. So I lived there for six years and then we returned back here to uh, Chicago as well. Finished college, did part of college in Puerto Rico and then part of college here as well. And I went to work for many, many, many different companies. Uh, and I ended up actually uh, my uh, marketplace career with Motorola as a systems engineer. Prior to Motorola, I had many other positions in management also and in engineering. I kind of was a network engineer and that's kind of what I did. And uh, probably around the uh, early on, probably at the age of um, 21, 22, I received a calling to full-time ministry. And so what I did was I went back to Bible school and I went back to seminary and got a degree. And around the age of 40, I felt compelled uh, to um, um, start a church. So we started a church in Chicago. Uh, Many people knew it by Ebenezer Christian Center. And so my wife and I, we pastored that church for about uh, about 18 years. Uh, And just God had just blessed us in a special way. We were able to make some great impact 
uh, in Chicago, and many people came to the Lord. And um, that pretty much transitioned uh, from a pastoral role uh, into a part-time role with Corporate Chaplains of America, uh, where I started uh, serving as a chaplain in the marketplace. And uh, as a part-time chaplain, I went from part-time chaplaincy to full-time chaplaincy. And um, from full-time chaplaincy, I uh, ended up kind of a more in a managerial role. So uh, today I have a team of about 30 chaplains that I manage um, in, uh, in nine different states, uh, serving over uh, 70 companies and probably uh, caring for about 10,000 uh, employees. And so, Angel, can you tell our listeners, if they're not aware, what is a chaplain? So, basically, a chaplain is someone, a lot of people know the definition of a chaplain is they're very familiar with chaplains that you may find in hospitals, you may find them in law enforcement, uh, you may find them also in the military. But marketplace chaplain is a person that really cares uh, for employees. They, they go in there, they do rounds. Um, and uh, they build relationship with the employees to the point where the employees return and build trust and confidence with a chaplain. And a chaplain can now uh, address some of the personal issues that employees have in a confidential way and navigate with them those issues uh, and get them to a healthy place. And even to the point where a chaplain wants to have a conversation about eternity, um, you know, we are open to do that by permission and share the good news of Jesus Christ in another threatening manner uh, with employees. And, uh, and, and those employees can begin their journey with God and we'll disciple them. We will plug them to a local church and so on. So in general, it's, a, um, it's a, an employee caring program and it's called chaplaincy. It's like an employee assistance program, but with a face and a body uh, that goes into these work uh, companies every single week uh, to do their rounds and connect with employees all day long. Yeah, now you actually had a role doing this within companies first, right, Angel? Where you actually started in that role, um, and and I think you still do some of that, but you're more over governance now and over management. But uh, just quickly, uh, getting into this thing, what was kind of uh, um, from the standpoint of revelation to you when you first went? Because you did have a background in the marketplace, so you knew what the marketplace was about. You knew what employees were about, management and all that. But as you started taking on a role and going into some of these companies, was there anything that just all of a sudden it's like, wow, you know, this is really having an impact? Or, uh, yes, something? it does. Uh, one of the things that we found out is that a lot of the employees in America, in America has 161 million employees, less than 10% will go to church. So when Christian owners allow us to come and chaplain their employees or care for them, what we find is a lot of these employees will never walk into a church. A lot of the employees that I ran into, They've never have stepped into a church, and they would tell me boldly and frankly, they said, we will never step into a church. Other employees just had bad experiences with churches and will never go back. But by us going into the workplace and reaching them there and connecting with there, guess what? That reconnected them back with God, connected them back with the church. And a lot of them just came back to the church, got baptized, and a lot of them are still serving, and their lives have completely been transformed and changed in a big way. So that was a big revelation for us because we thought they would come to the church. But then we found out there's millions of them that will never come to a church. So the chaplain is one that goes out into the marketplace to build relationship with these employees every single day. Man, you kind of just like the disciples, huh? When they were out <laughs> originally when Christ sent them out, right? <laughs> yes, it is unbelievable. It's the whole go and and find them and connect with them. And that's exactly what really, I have no idea 
that we can uh, that we can uh, we're able to do that and be impacted by so many people that would be impacted by having someone coming in and caring for them. So, yeah. Angel, just so I'm clear on this, the you serve business owners, CEOs of corporations. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, so, you know, here in the Chicago area, we probably have about 30 uh, companies that we serve today. Uh, some of those companies you may know, uh, you may see them out there in the street. Like, for example, we serve Ozinga, uh, which is the candy cane trucks. I call them the candy cane truck. No, no offense to that. They're just great looking trucks. We serve that company. But we also serve companies that are smaller than that. Well, small companies that may only have 50 employees up to companies that have 1,500 employees. Right. And so depending on the size of the company, is the uh, we will determine the, the amount of chaplains that we will send into those companies to care and serve those employees. What, uh, how's this personally impacted you, Angel, you know, getting in this kind of work? I mean, obviously you had a heart for pastoral work, you know, when you went back to, to, to school to get your theology degree, but mm -hmm. you know, what, what, how would you uh, articulate that to, for our audience as to what, what this has done for you personally? It's done. It's just give, given me such a kind of a, a purpose uh, for life in terms of being able to reach uh, my neighbor and my neighbor can sometimes be, my coworker or the company right next to my home um, by doing that. And this has been such a great impact that it's, you know, I don't, I, I passed a church close to 20 years and I, I would say that just great, but just to be able to go and be able to connect with people that are broken, people that are marginalized, people that are depressed, people that are on addictions, people that are just broken people and be able, and they're in the workplace and be able to go there and connect with them and build this friendship with them. Uh, a friendship that lasts forever. I'm still friends with a lot of employees and some of them don't work for the companies anymore, but we maintain a great uh, friendship um, based on that friendship that we build with companies. Yeah. We're going to get into at the end segment here. We're going to get a little bit more deeper into uh, chaplains and the role and who, who is a chaplain and how do you find him? And, and by the way, just the last question I'm going to have for you before we run out of time here is, um, is it just Christian companies or faith-based companies or can you go into any company? We can go basically to any company that wants to have us. Uh, the majority of the companies that we serve uh, are Christian-owned companies. Uh, but we do have some companies in our fleet that are not necessarily, that the owners are necessarily evangelical Christians. But yet they feel that our service is so um, effective and they will have us in their company regardless because on the front end, we're providing care. On the back end, uh, we are now connecting them uh, to start their journey with God. And they don't mind because that's all permission based space on the employee, not necessarily on the employer. And so they're okay with that. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Jennifer, are we going to have anything for our, uh, from our guests here today? Yeah, well, we want all of our listeners to text us here at the studio, whether you're listening live or via podcast, that number can be 224-404-1988 that you can text anytime. Simply include the word chaplain. And if you don't know how to spell it, that's okay. But you can just type in C-H-A-P-L-A-I-N-S. You can also go to chaplain.org to learn more, but we'll get you uh, connected to Angel and uh, Corporate Chaplains of America. Just just make sure that you text us here and we'll get you some uh, goodies from them. Stay tuned because we're going to be right back with our next guest, Lou Ramos. And uh, he's got a great story, too. I think you're going to be intrigued with that. Both these gentlemen are with Chaplains of America. So we'll be right back.
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with our next guest, Lou Ramos, and he is a chaplain and also a pastor. Uh, he works uh, as a chaplain with chaplain.org, but he also has his own church. So, Lou, welcome. Thank you for having me, Bob. You know, uh, it was interesting talking to you guys before we uh, did the show and also some of the comments and learning about you. So well, I'm going to throw it at you also, Lou. Uh, why don't you share with our audience a little bit of your background? And uh, when did you come to the Lord? How did you come to the Lord? And then we'll uh, we'll dig in a little bit deeper here, okay? Sure. Well, I uh, I was raised in a Christian home. But you know how they always say you can be raised in a Christian home, but you have to have that personal relationship with the Lord. So at the age of 13, I remember my parents just sending me to Lake Geneva Youth Camp. So one of those camps, could you believe it, that that was my life-changing moment in the evening, in the fireplace. They made the, the invitation, and I said, you know, I think that's something I should do. And little did I know that God had bigger plans than what I envisioned. So it was an amazing evening. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, always interesting, you know. If you want to want to make uh, God laugh, is just tell him your plans. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, totally and, and Lake Geneva was a very spo- special spot because just uh, a couple weekends ago, I was up there celebrating my birthday. So it's a, that's a great place, and I know those camps up there, and they're really terrific. So uh, came, came the Lord at thirteen, right? You decided that, but did that stick at that age? It. Kind of, but then, you know, you grow up, you're a youth, young adult. Uh, I was raised in church, but I would say uh, the big decision also came when it was college time. Do I Mm. pursue a college uh, ministry school or do I go after a a business degree? And it took me a while, but I finally made a decision. I'm going to go business degree and I went with it. I did well. And then little did I know that out of that, I would uh, end up working for Homeland Security the Office of Investigations in Chicago. So, wow. I said, why am I here? And, you know, I was blessed to be there 17 years. So I got to travel the world, work in D.C. and Texas. And it was an amazing experience just to serve the country. Now, how did that interface, you know, oftentimes those kind of jobs can be a little tough to be able to live out your faith because there's a lot of uh, kind of competing uh moralities and that kind of things how was that work how did that work out for you to be able to live out your faith while you were doing that kind of work you know as i reflect uh it worked out well and it wasn't something that i plan or try to orchestrate it was just activating your your values and your convictions in the workplace like you know young adults or millennials or leaders listening to us today you don't have to be working in a in a faith-based organization to be the light You'll be surprised, like even in the midst of this world and chaos, you could be the light. And I mean, special agents, intelligence officers, auditors, and all those people, I would ever find myself just giving them words of encouragement. So it was an amazing, amazing atmosphere to just be the light. Yeah, I bet I bet so, because uh, also a lot of pressure, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, you go on these special assignments. Sometimes I, I went overseas undercover, but doesn't matter where you're at, you know what I'm saying? You're still representing Christ, whatever field you choose, whether it be business or, you know, the marketplace, God is always there. And there's a, an author, I can't remember, but he says that God is already there. And I love that because, you know, whether you're feeling discouraged or have a lot of questions even now in your life, be assured that God's already there and he'll take care of you. 
So what, uh, what led you into uh, it, starting your own church? <laughs> well, as, as, as I share, when I was 13, little did I know the journey that God was placing me in. So I ended up at Homeland for 17 years. And then after about the 15th year, I started feeling this tugging in my heart, like there's more to do. There's more lives to reach. And the city is in need of uh, life-changing uh, leaders that can rise up. And I would always tell God, but there's so many churches already in the city, in the nation. Why another church? And so... <laughs> It just get to the point that I couldn't even, to be honest with you, I couldn't even sleep and I, I didn't have an inner peace and I kept on trying to avoid it. And little did I know that my wife was feeling the same thing. And when I finally was bold enough to tell her, I'm going to leave my Homeland Security <laughs> job and I'm going to do ministry. I said, oh my goodness, I really did not know how she would respond. And little did she know that God had been putting the same thing in my heart. So I asked her, why didn't you share that with me? And she's like, I didn't want to influence you. I didn't want to mislead you. And so God put that in our heart. It was a, a big, big uh, burden, I would say, and decided to, after 17 years, to resign from Homeland and uh, launch a church in Chicago. And we gave it the name Storehouse Church because we wanted to be a storehouse of joy, of hope, of love to cities, to young millennials and people that were in need of Christ. Now, as we heard from Angel before, coming out of a corporate background or a marketplace background, how much did that impact your ministry and understanding a little bit more about the, the congregation, the congregants, and the people who are you know, out there working every day? Yeah, I would say it definitely gave me a better uh, perspective of, of some of the, the life pressures and demands and deadlines that a lot of the business owners and executives meet, and even your audience listening right now, you might be in jobs and in situations where you have high demands and you're being pressured to produce. So as a, as a pastor, I think that's, that gave me a great perspective of how to understand families, how to be able to, to be flexible. I, I always, every time we make a decision, I've always thought of the phrase about work with the people, not against the people. So in the old times, people would say, we got to have Bible study on Wednesday and that's it. There's nothing else. That's what's going to be now, even pre-COVID. I mean, we need to be flexible with working families and kids at home and millennials in college. So COVID, yeah. I mean, has totally opened up everything for us to now we really, really got to rethink church ministry. Yeah, I think you bring up a really good point there, Lou. Can you share with us a little bit more on how you're able to speak with the COVID-19 anxiety that people are facing, maybe depression, you know, stress? What are some of the, the strategies that you're able to bring forward to people and their teams? Definitely. We uh, recently been providing through the COVID the level of care sessions and we're providing care in the workplace for anxiety uh, depression and stress. Uh, research shows that, uh, I mean, I don't think it's a surprise, but we don't really think about it, that the more time you spend in social media and watching media, uh, the higher the level of you just generating anxiety. And it makes a lot of sense. You know, media has bombarded us with so much, but to be able to limit and put boundaries, to be able to, um, whatever works for you, they say that you should, uh, even while we were in lockdown, but whatever interests you, maybe picking up a new hobby. For example, during March, you know, in Illinois, we were on lockdown. So I just 
I love taking photos and I find myself taking photos on my uh, photography. So whether for you, a listener might be painting, running, cooking. So it kind of helps you, you know, and to connect with the faith because we are living in times that so much. Yeah. So I think what we're hearing you say, Lou, it's getting a little choppy there, but definitely to create these boundaries around social media um, take up a hobby or something else that can relax your mind, obviously renew your mind in God's word, um, because a lot of comparison yeah. can come up with social media and then people being isolated, you know, due to the pandemic. There's a lot of things that can begin to surface for them. Is that correct? Yes, definitely. I have a few little stats I wanted to share with you that adults who are reporting feeling anxious or nervous at least once in the past month. Gen Z, 54%, millennials, 40%, Gen Xers, 35%. So it's affecting different age groups at different levels. So, I mean, parents are having kids at home and on top of that, having to work and there's just a lot going on. But definitely they also say uh, your diet, your diet, try to make uh, better choices of your food and go out. If you're not a runner for me, I run. It just helps me, clears my mind and gives me energy. But if you're not a runner, you can go out there and just bike or power walk. It, it really, really helps you with your anxiety levels. Yeah, so yeah. many good points. And I think people overlook also the foods or beverages that they're consuming and how that increases that anxiety. It's not always from our thoughts. And so just know that we have resources here for you at Faith Marketplace. You can certainly text us. I had issues with anxiety and digestive and neurological dysfunction for about three years. So we can point you to some resources. We're obviously not doctors, but we also want you to know that you're not alone. So make sure that you text us here. That number is 224-404-1988. Include the keyword chaplain, or you can let us know that you're wanting some anxiety resources or whatever it may be, you just let us know. We'd love to hear from you and you can text us anytime. Yeah, Lou, we're going to come back in the next segment with you and Angel joining in, talking a little bit deeper about uh, chaplains. But what made your decision to, to join chaplains? Well, I would say that's the next chapter there from, uh, okay. from Homeland to pastorship to now the bridge of, of chaplaincy. And I would say it's the DNA of just caring and impacting lives. And I saw that as an amazing opportunity to bring church to the workplace and bring hope. Yeah. Well, listen, we are excited about having you guys on. I know that uh, the, I personally have experienced it. I know of the great work you're doing. Uh, even when I was with um, uh, C12, the peer group, that there was a lot of the organizations that uh, brought you guys in. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited about uh, hearing some of the new stuff that you're doing, because I know you've expanded some of the services and you're in even broader uh, companies and that kind of thing. So what we want to do here is also, I want to remind everybody out there to check us out, get out there to uh, faithmarketplace.com. We got lots of resources, lots of stuff we're going to share with you. Jennifer has been working real hard to start up our community, our faith-based community out there that we can uh, have other resources and do other kind of sharing hear from you guys even more. So really stay tuned for what's going to be coming up, but get out and check us out. Okay. Faithmarketplace.com. And there's a little donate button out there. If you feel uh, moved to be able to help this ministry, we'd love for you to do that. And we're going to be right back with Angel Colazzo and Lou Ramos on our next segment, talking a little bit more about chaplains, uh, corporate chaplains of America.
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with Angel Colazzo, the Regional uh, Director for uh, Corporate Chaplains of America. And his sidekick, Lou Ramos, is joining us. He's uh, working as a chaplain. So first of all, let's just kind of set the tone here, guys, uh, and let you guys play it back and forth. But I know you got some stories that you'd like to tell of the impact this is having out there. But just again, for our audience to kind of clarify, uh, Chaplains America, your size, how, who you serve, those kind of things would be just really wonderful. So why don't you start, Angel? Yeah. So, yes, it's Corporate Chaplains of America, and we are a nonprofit Christian organization uh, tailored and dedicated to the marketplace. And we've been around for 25 years. Uh, we are headquartered in Wake Forest, North Carolina, and uh, we serve over 500 companies across America in 43 states, and we have on the ground uh, 250 chaplains. The majority of these chaplains are full-time chaplains uh, dedicated to this. We do have some part-time chaplains as well. And what's the qualification for somebody to be a chaplain? So to be a chaplain, typically we are looking for a person that has minimum seven years of market, marketplace experience. And we're also looking for the individual. They have some ministry, social work experience as well. And um, we're also looking on the academia side to have at least an MDiv or some sort of a seminary training of some sort as well. Okay. So, Lou, uh, as I asked you before, you've been at this how long now as a, as a chaplain? I'm going to be uh, three years this coming uh, January. Three years. And so what brought you into this? How did you find out about it? And what intrigued you about it? I would say just the, uh, the heartbeat and the DNA to connect with people. So many times I think maybe you can relate. We invite people to church and come with me to this gathering or this small group. But, you know, business owners or business individuals are very busy. So I like the idea of bringing hope and church Christ to the marketplace. So I decided to apply and they felt that I was a great candidate. So I've been doing it for three years now. I serve about 11 companies in the greater Chicago area and the surrounding area. Again, I've heard some of the stories, but why don't you share a story, Lou, with something that really touched you or how you really helped somebody? Yeah, the story that comes to my mind considering COVID, I mean, COVID has totally changed the whole marketplace, the way we do church, the way we care, the way we serve. And I recall back in, um, I would say maybe April, where I've been caring, going weekly to a company and walking around and just saying hello to the employees and connecting with them and seeing how their week went. And I remember just caring for a young dad. He's going to be a first-time dad. And he was getting closer and closer to the date, and it was the week of the birth. So obviously he was going to take a few weeks off to be with his newborn and his wife. And I get a call that Sunday evening, and he tells me that he was advised by the human resource director that he had been exposed to COVID. Mm. So now he's breaking down over the phone saying, how could this be? I'm going to be a new dad. I've been waiting for this, and now I can't see my baby. I can't be there. And I mean, let me tell you, my heart was like broken, but I said, let's, let's pray together and let's believe 
that you're not going to have COVID, that you're going to be well and you're going to be there with your wife. So he cried over the phone. We prayed together. He shared with me that he felt a little better, but, you know, obviously he had to go in there and get the 24-hour test results. And I got the call the day after. He goes, guess what, Lou? I did not test positive. So let me tell you, it was an amazing moment just to be there and love on uh, this new dad. So those are the kind of opportunities and moments that God's allowed us to experience. So these people have your personal phone number? They actually have a 1-800 number for okay. all the chaplains. And then every chaplain has a, a direct extension. So an individual can call, text. And now we have a new uh, Corporate Chaplains of America app. So you literally can carry your chaplain right on your oh. phone. So we can talk live wherever you're at. That's wow, that's a beautiful story, Lou. Um, Angel, can you share with us what happens to productivity in the workplace when uh, chaplains are there? Well, one of the things that we find is that um, there's going to be less conflict and adversarial kind of behavior uh, in, the, in the marketplace. And so uh, there's also going to be less turnover. Um, someone, some studies have been done that, you know, companies can spend up to uh, $70,000 in the hiring process of one individual. And if they leave the company uh, under three years, they're losing $70,000 of rehiring, go through that whole process all over again. Yeah, it's definitely an expensive process for sure. What happens to employee engagement? Yeah, so what happens is that uh, the morale goes up and the employee is now engaged, engaged in the sense that um, they're just excited to know that the company has provided for them another benefit, which is considered under the HR uh, benefits of no charge to them, where they can have access to a chaplain that they can call 24-7. It's all permission-based. It's voluntary. They can use it if they want to. They don't have to use it. And best of all, it's all confidential. So whatever a chaplain, whatever an employee shares with a chaplain is strictly uh, confidential. And and the engagement just, it's it's just great. You You see a change in the, in the, um, in the workplace. That's amazing. Are there some things that uh, maybe the employers are concerned about, or they have some uh, maybe hesitations, reservations on some things before bringing in a chaplain? What are some of the the common things that you hear? Yeah. So one of the things that they think is, since we are a Christian organization, they may think that we're coming into the workplace to proselyte people. And our chaplains are trained to respect all types of religious persuasions and and religious beliefs in the workplace. So we're not there to, uh, you know, run around uh, slapping people around with the Bible and tell them how to live their lives. On the front end, we're building relationships with the hope that we may get permission to share the good news of Jesus Christ in a non-trunning manner. But if an employee doesn't want to hear any religious rhetoric or talk, uh, we can't do that unless the employee gives us permission to do that. That's a concern for a lot of company owners because they think there may be a legal issue with that. But in reality, what we do is we're nothing but an employee assistance program with a warm body and a face that builds relationship with employees all day long. And we will not uh, cross that line unless permission is granted. Yeah, I love what you told us in one of your stories, how how many people actually do come to faith that were alienated from church, never went into a church, didn't want anything to do with faith or religion or any of that stuff, and how how you've seen the time that you've been there, Angel, how that, that's kind of turned people's lives, right? It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing to be able to—we do rounds. We're not allowed to spend 
more than 2.5 minutes with a an employee. If an employee is busy in a conference room in a meeting, the office door is closed, they're on an assembly line, they're on a forklift, they're loading a truck, or whatever it is that they may be doing, we don't interrupt their workflow. However, we eventually will get around. We do rounds once a week at these companies. Eventually, we'll get around to make contact with those employees. Once that relationship is established and we get past weather, traffic, sports, and politics and all that, and an employee turns and said, I need to talk to you about my addiction. I need to talk to you about my aging parents. I need to talk to you about my teenager. I need to talk to you about you know, my anxiety, my depression. That turns a conversation to what's called a care session. We don't need to have that care session with them at the workplace. They can also reach out to us later. and We can make an appointment to meet with them after work, after they leave work or before they start work in the morning. Or we can do a Zoom or we can do a phone call. We can do a video call. Uh, so that's established by the, the employee. So we continue to do rounds. Eventually, we'll get around to build relationship with each one of those employees. That changes everything because once they have trust and allows us to now uh, bring the real uh, issue, uh, address the real issues, but also bring some hope and some light into the lives. That's fabulous. It really is good. Uh, I know that uh, Lou shared with us one of his stories. Do you have a, spe- a, a story that touched you, uh, Angel, with something that was pretty dramatic that happened? Yeah. So it, the saddest thing is when you say bye to an employee on a Friday afternoon. And you say, hey, I will see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. And then you're at some event over the weekend. And chaplains are always ready to move because we're 24-7. We have an extra shirt in our cars. Our cars are ready. And you get a call that that employee is now in a hospital. Fell down mm-hmm. the stairs. Probably, you know, something happened. Then we rush to the hospital. We have to meet with the family. And the doctor is saying there is no hope for this individual. And this is where the chaplain comes in and bring these people around and prays with the family and gives hope and begins a grief uh, counseling to uh, the family. And we have to also address the coworkers, the employees that are now waiting for whatever happened to this individual. And now we have to come to the company and begin to do grief and their hearts open up, their minds open up. There's a lot of questions when something like, it's sad, but at the same time, it brings hope and it brings closure uh, to the real realities of life. The life sometimes is short and unpredictable. And it's good to have a chaplain available where the owner doesn't have to, or the HR director, as Lou said earlier, has to get involved in this. The chaplain is ready to engage in conversation to lead not just the family, but also the coworkers who are now hurt and broken because one of their employees had a fatality over the weekend. Wow. That sounds like, uh, is there special training your chaplains have to go through to some of this? I mean, you're addressing some like grief and all that stuff. It sounds like there's some training there. Absolutely. So chaplains, when they're hired, they will spend three days in our corporate center and they go through a very extensive training that's called certification level one uh, in training. Uh, We have mock stations, we have a, a, a jail cell, we have a conference room, we have cubicles, we have offices. We, we have like a, a blue collar in, environment. So we train them how they're going to shift from blue collar to white collar and how okay. they're going to engage through all that. Awesome. Yeah. So make sure that you contact us. That number is 224-404-1988. Include the keyword chaplain and we'll get you connected. You can message us anytime. We'll be right back with Faith Marketplace.
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back with our roundtable discussion with Angel Colazzo and Lou Ramos. And we're going to throw it at you guys. Angel, we'll start with you. What are some of the reasons that business owners would want to engage with corporate chaplains of America? Yeah, so companies all across America, uh, one of their most important assets is their employees. And, you know, company owners, uh, you know, they would love to keep their employees uh, working at their companies because it, it does uh, minimize the amount of turnover. But most important, they are looking for a healthy uh, employee. And so I really encourage one of the reasons um, they have corporate chaplaincy, the chaplaincy brings a great balance uh, to the workplace because it is an individual that will be building relationship with your employees where your employees can access this individual 24 seven and share their most darkest secret or personal issues. It's all confidential and chaplains will never share that, you know, with uh, coworkers, or with owners or management uh, of a company. Uh, so it, it just boosts up the morale uh, to have a chaplain uh, available there. And again, we are a ministry of present and, and, and proactive. So we are present. We're not just an, an, an employee assistance program. We're actually a warm body that's there. Uh, yeah. We're intentional also and very responsive. Lou, what would you add to that? I would say if uh, I was in a position as a business owner, as many business owners may be listening now or small business uh, individuals, it kind of creates a culture to show your employees that you're a family, I care about you, and I might be busy managing and directing and strategizing, but I have someone dedicated here exclusively for you. So it, it, it speaks loudly when a CEO or president says, I wanna care for you, not only you, but also your kids and your family. Well, I know, Jennifer, that you act as a chaplain a lot of times to your constituency. <laughs> well, I've never used that word, but yeah, it's um, definitely something that's really, really important in the work that I do if my clients are open to that. But that's one of the questions that I ask right away. Uh, before we work together, I ask them, what is your spiritual background and beliefs? And that gives me space to share my testimony with them as well, if it makes sense, and doing it in a way that respects them, as well as, uh, you know, I think it's important that I don't have to walk on eggshells either, and I let them know that. You know, I always say I'm not here to convince, convert, or condemn, but I'm not going to shy away from sharing my testimony in a loving and honest way. And so I think that really opens the door for this communication for us to just um, be honest and they can show up as they are and I show up as I am. What about for you, Bob? Yeah, I just had a recent example of this, uh, as a matter of fact, and I I wish this company would uh, have, um, you know, actually I'm going back to them now with, with a real strong suggestion. They just lost a key employee uh, of 20 years, just walked out the door. And evidently he was having a lot of personal problems and some other things and, and with COVID, some family issues and some things like that. And, uh, you know, the management didn't know what to do. I mean, they were trying to do what they could do, but they're not trained at this stuff. So I think that having a, a third party had chaplains been in there, might, maybe it would have been the same outcome, but I got to believe that uh, with what the service they provide 24-7, really being able to get relational with these folks, uh, that might have kept that employee there. Um, we'll never know. 
But uh, I can tell you one thing, guys, you're going to be, I'm going to be making a strong recommendation that they talk to you because uh, it's a growing company. And that's the other thing too, that I, I think is really important today. And what the things you guys provide, especially with growing companies, because all of a sudden now you've got new people coming in and to one of, one of you made the suggestion culture, right? Is everything today. And particularly when you want to lure younger people into an organization to really have that as a, as a benefit and prop that up to say, Hey, look, we've, I got an independent organization coming in here uh, 24-7, you know, no cost to you. And uh, this is something that we felt was really important uh, for our employees, for their health and, and welfare uh, to bring something like this in. Uh, I get put in that position sometimes with my clients, you know, that it, it we get into conversations that are a lot different than uh, just straight business or me coaching them and teaching them sales techniques. Well, I think we that's a really good point, Bob, is that we can't check our personal life at the door. Right. right. A lot of these businesses and companies, they that's kind of like that old school mentality. Would you say that you saw that before too, um, Lou, out there in the marketplace? As far as uh, people not wanting to express their values and beliefs? Yeah, like where, where companies said, hey, you know what? Business is business, personal is separate. Check it at the door. Did you see that a lot in the marketplace in the past? Oh, yeah, definitely. When I was with the government or just different um, business environments, yes, definitely experienced that. Yeah. And Angel, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's very important. And typically what we find is that employees never leave their business at the door. They'll carry it through the whole day. Yep. And that's going to have a major impact on the productivity of the company. And that's also going to have a major impact on the bottom line as well. But if an employee walks into the company and they are now informed that there is one individual that they can access to talk about any of their issues that they may have at any given time, I'm telling you, that begins to change the morale, begins to change the productivity. It begins to impact uh, the bottom line uh, in a big way. And I see that a lot. It does, especially on the sales floor. And I think Bob can probably attest to this too. Me, from my past, being in copier sales and on the wholesale side of lending as well as selling data, uh, you see it all the time where sales professionals are masking behind alcohol, drugs, even while they're at work. Uh, there's a lot of dysfunction happening, especially with sales professionals, and they need that support. Um, would you agree to that, Bob? Yeah, you know, and it occurred to me as we were talking too, you know, you guys are not employees of the company. So that gives you another special privilege, you know, that you're not tied to the HR department or, you know, because let's face it, stuff gets out, leaks out, you know, through those organizations. And where you guys have set up a wall between what the employee says and what goes back into the company, I think is really, uh, you know, that's the whole trust issue. Uh, that's really at the foundation, the heart of, of the trust issue for you. Um, just really quickly, have, have you ever had an, uh, one employee come to you and say, hey, I think this other employee is having a tough time. Could you go talk to them? Does that ever happen? Yeah, that happens quite a bit. Uh, they're, they're family. So you go to these companies that they're very tight-knitted family. So if they see, they will definitely say, um, this individual needs a, a conversation or I asked them to call you. So I appreciate that because they're looking out for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Angel, you experienced that too, right? Yeah, I mean, you're, definitely, definitely. you're working across the whole region, so you get a lot of stories. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm California, Florida, here in the Midwest as well. And you're absolutely right. 
uh, there's a lot of companies that do hire, you know, families working together and, and there's a lot of uh, issues. And so we are trained to do conflict resolution. Mm. Uh, so we can bring two employees together and we can say, hey, let's sit down. Let's talk through this. And, uh, you know, once you get the conversation going, get the blood flowing, people begin to understand. And you're the mediator between two people. Uh, that begins to change that. And we see a lot of that and we're used a lot in that, in that, uh, in that mode as well in the workplace. Wow. Well, this is great. Where can people find out a little bit more about you just quickly? Uh, basically they can go directly to chaplain.org, www.chaplain.org, C-H-A-P-L-A-I-N-O-R-G. And they can get all the information about corporate chaplains of America, what we're doing all across America in 43 states. And they can text us too, Jennifer, right? Yep, that number is 224-404-1988. Include the keyword chaplain or faith, whatever you'd like to send us. We're going to get you connected. Uh, Just let us know. We want to hear a bit more from you. And stay tuned next Saturday at noon to 1 o'clock here on AM 1160. Hope for your life uh, to our show. And we're going to be back next Saturday. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.